0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Wednesday, December the 14th, 2016.
1: Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour, Wednesday, Hump Day, December the 14th. I thank you so much for joining us. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. It's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Wendy's here to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Feel free to go check us out online as well at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online... Peruse all the product, point and click, it's that simple. But you can get the news that disturbs the comfortable, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. Again, this show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name is Joe Jaquin. He's the man who grinds it out daily, spending hour after hour researching and just making sure that you're in the know by delivering economics with attitude. Huff day, Joe, how are you this morning?
2: Well, happy hump day. We finally got here. Halfway through.
1: Today's a big day. It is? Kind of a big day, isn't today? The kind of is? a big deal. You've been talking about it. You've been saying them Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Well, well no. I i You've guess, been talking yes. about the, the meeting. The all lunch of this stuff. lady,
2: Janet Yellen. Lunch
1: lady, Lynn. Yeah.
2: She's <laughs> going to uh, <laughs> let us know that they uh, are going to be raising rates by a whopping quarter of a point today. And you know what's funny is... Is
1: that a done deal? Well, I I don't...
2: It's not like she calls me.
1: I know, but... So, I mean, uh, I know that you do... I mean, she should. You're speculating. She
2: should call me, but she doesn't. Right. But I am... uh, I'm taking... I don't like to call it... An educated guess that uh, they're going to be raising rates uh, to a half of a percent... Uh, already, though, starting to show some of the effects in it, and you know, I've been th- I've been waiting for this day, and then finally, because we actually have real data to talk about, because you know, we've been living in this this rally that, uh, you know, it's fine, I guess. I, I always hate the the rallies on, I guess. Hope and, and things that aren't based upon fact. Uh, and one of the things that happened today, because we had a ton of economic data out. Number one, mortgage applications down. One of the negative effects of the rising of the the rising of the rates. Uh, the ten-year note now right around two and a half percent. Put thirty-year uh, mortgages uh, well above four percent now. Uh, and, of course, they've spent pretty much the last couple of years, several years, below 4%, now uh, above 4%. And, and if uh, you don't have that perfect credit, uh, a lot closer to 5%, then we had probably the biggest number of them all, the November retail sales number, and uh, just kind of like I suspected. You know, because if you wanted to just, if you just followed the idiot box in the stock channels, you would have been certain that, man, everybody's out there spending that money. Everybody that is out there getting it done. The problems are solved and everything's going to be wonderful. Didn't happen. Retail sales much weaker than expected in. Not only were they weaker than expected in November, they went back to October, which was really kind of the start of it all. They had this really strong retail sales number in October, and it made no sense to me because it was they said all these people were buying cars and yet all the all, all of the major car manufacturers were starting to lay off people because they were having you know there was just too much inventory of unsold cars. Well, they reduced that. You know, they overestimated the October numbers by 25%. So they took that number down 25%. Uh, they were looking for a three-tenths of an increase in retail sales before the reduction.
1: Can I, Did you say by 25%? Yeah. That's not a small miss.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a big adjustment. Wow. So now all these great GDP numbers are coming way down. And uh, for the fourth quarter, and and just like I said, I mean, really, the GDP numbers, you don't need to be, uh, have an IQ really any higher than room temperature. You know, the second and third quarter are the, you know, I, I'll call them the good quarters. I mean, the second and third quarters, that's usually where you got those 4 and 5% numbers. Now we get 2 to, th- I'll say 3%, but it's barely 3% two to three percent so we went from four to five down to two to three and then of course the first and the fourth quarters you know we we got that one percent number and so this is kind of the downshift that we're seeing and and so it comes right on the heels of the fed raising rate and they're raising rates despite what despite what everybody is trying to get you to believe the raising rates in the midst of a slowdown. I mean, this has been, and I was saying it all year, up until Donald Trump got elected, everything, every number was worse this year than last year, with one exception, the unemployment rate. Not actually the number of people working, just the unemployment rate was the only number that I guess you could say was better because it's down at 4.6%. Of course, how do you get down to 4.6%? You take hundreds of thousands and really about a million people and just say that they're no longer in the workforce. People the ages of 25 to 54. Right, I'm not talking about 65. I'm not talking about 70 or 75. I'm talking about people of prime working age. But we've got all the details for you. Don't touch that dial. Patriot Radio News Hour. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love hope all of you are having a great uh, Christmas season.
1: You know, I, I don't know. Are you in town? Are you staying in town? Are you going back to... Uh, the week we're closed, I'm going to be in Idaho. I'm taking my daughter up to your grandparents and family.
2: Oh, is that your, your thing? That's what you're doing? Taking your daughter up there? But not Austin? Not your wife? Just your daughter?
1: Uh, I misspoke. Taking the family.
2: There you go. Try to pin it on Maddie. But, uh, you make
1: it sound like it's a bad thing. We're going up for Christmas. Right? It is a bad thing because I know what's going to happen. That's already happening. I, right? I, I, I can I, tell. My wife is giving it to me right now, and I'm uh, I'm battling.
2: We're, we have this running thing here with Homer and his illnesses. It's like the the holiday in law illness that 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 seems to get them every holiday season, and it's coming again. Uh, actually, we're staying home.
1: You guys are not going anywhere this year for Christmas. Well,
2: I will say anywhere. We may sneak away uh, for a few days. I have to, uh, I have to make a trip down to the bullion bank, and our bullion bank is in California.
1: Oh, just make a family weekend out of it.
2: So I may. I, I don't know yet. Uh, I'm thinking if I got to go down there, maybe I'll throw the wife and the kids uh, in the vehicle and, and do that.
1: Um, well, the difference for you is your your mom's not visiting. No, you're right. And we get makes it easier for you guys to just up and go. Up and
2: go, yeah, because mom's not coming. I'm still not happy about it. I bet. You know? I bet. I, you know, I'm, I'm the just, best of my brothers. Why is she not coming to see me? She well, says, you, She says she's got to spread it around.
1: Uh, you're the most humble as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you are the most humble. You know, I, I, I just tell you, I'm always jealous of you every year about this time because it's uh, that time when... Sarah makes you the, the prime rib dinner. I will and, say. And uh, I'm going to try it myself this year.
2: No one does the it, It's the best. It really is. And my wife is a, she's a, in my, this is my, once uh, my humble opinion. She's a solid cook. I mean, if you look at me, you can tell.
1: Well, that, Wow, that guy's
2: wife must be able to cook.
1: Well, you outshot your coverage with her, first of all. Second right. of all, you forgot to wish her a happy birthday yesterday oh, here, on oh, air, I, I here on the forget. air. Oh, I didn't You didn't want to do it?
2: I didn't want to do it on the air because, you know, women don't like to talk about that stuff. But it was by my wife's birthday. We had a great uh, – th- and I did it right this year. We, we Instead of waiting for her actual birthday, we did it th- on the weekend. We celebrated yeah on the weekend, so I made sure to get that in. And, uh, uh, but yeah, she hit the big milestone. She turned 40.
1: That's, and I tell you what, she doesn't look 30. She looks fantastic. Oh, she looks
2: great, doesn't she? She looks
1: fantastic. She's a beautiful woman, and, uh, you're lucky to have her. And unfortunate for her, she's got, she's got you. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know what? I, I've always said this opposite the track, because I feel, you know, I feel, uh, the same way. Um, beautiful ugly and that's right, that's, you know, how it works. that's the beauty
2: and the beast it's called out the, for a reason but uh so yeah, so I'm I, I have to head down to the bullion bank and see Jeff down there and and I want to give you an update on the schedule for the holidays because I think it's going to be one of those things I've been trying trying real hard to make sure you take make sure you take advantage of this pullback because it's not going to last, and the the numbers that came out today, whether it be mortgage applications, retail sales, inventories, uh, industrial production—I mean, it was a clean sweep of misses. Almost kind of like, yeah, okay, we pretended like everything was going to be great, but nothing has really changed.
1: Like me picking NFL winners, man—I just can't <laughs> pick a winner.
2: Well, you keep picking the Cardinals. That's your first mistake. That's true. So here's what's happening. You have today, tomorrow, and Friday, unless something changes, to buy 2016 Silver Eagles. So you have, what, three days. It's not quite three days because, you know, we're already started today but 60-some-odd hours left Clock uh, to, to, to purchase 2016 Silver a, Eagles. He,
1: by the way, he's overshooting. He's not going to be here till after 2 o'clock. He's not going to be here after right. 2 o'clock right. on Friday. <laughs> no, no, it's even a smaller right. window it's than you smaller. think. It's probably more like 48 hours. It's a right. smaller window than you think. But
2: Arlene will be here, so they can order. Yeah. The uh, 2017, starting right now, you can pre-order 2017 Silver Eagles. Now, here here's the difference. If you want 2017 Silver Eagles, they're going to run you, and you can order those at any time. Uh, they're $425 a roll. The 2016 Silver Eagles, are only $420 a roll. So obviously, which one am I buying? I'm buying 2016. Get a better deal, Right. Pay less. But either way, you can order 2017 uh, starting right now. 2017 U.S. Silver Eagles. That is going to be probably arriving at the bullion banks somewhere around the second week or third week of January. So if you're going to order 2017 Silver Eagles, I only have one rule. No calling and asking where they are. It's going to be a while. You're not going to get delivery of them until the third or possibly the fourth week of January, assuming there's no snack. But you have the, the last three days of the 2016 Silver Eagles, and then the ability to pre-order the 2017 Silver Eagles. And, and of course, uh, we're going to be open the rest of this week. And then probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, of next week, and then we're most likely going to be closed Thursday, Friday, of course the weekend, Monday for sure, possibly even Tuesday of the following week, and and so uh, just to give you a heads up, there's only a few more uh, days that you're going to be able to order Uh, until we get back and then of course it's new year's and then we'll be off on you know around the new year's time uh but but it just you know it's holidays it is what it is a lot of you understand that and i appreciate that if you call for some reason and we don't we we aren't here leave a message we will absolutely get back to you we may get back to you that same exact day And maybe the following day, it could be two days, but we will return all of those phone calls uh, and try to get you taken care of. Uh, The Bullion Bank is already saying they haven't given me an exact date, but they're going to be ready. They're getting ready to shut down, and they're going to probably be shut down for the rest of the year when they close. They're going to do inventory. They'll shut down, do inventory close, reopen uh, uh, right after New Year's. Uh, But we'll keep you up to date as soon as I get more details as to exactly what our schedule is going to be. Having said all that, one of the big reasons why the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates today, in my opinion, is because they have to, number one. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Is because they've been talking about how much better the job situation has gotten. Like I said earlier, the unemployment rate down to 4.2. You know, really, they might as well call it, you know, why not just go to 4%? You know, 3.9, just stop counting more people. I mean, if that's all you really need to do, then why why do anything other than just drop off as many people as you want? I mean, just last month, you know, they dropped a hundred, half a million people. Over 500,000 workers got dropped.
1: What's it like? Just, you don't count anymore. You just don't count. I don't know what that's like. I don't want to know
2: what that's like. But to understand what that means is you have to been unemployed for a year to get dropped. And half a million people got dropped last month. How can we say that's better? If you're wondering why it's so hard to find a steady 9-to-5 job, we've got a really good reason for for that. This is uh, Ben Poken. He wrote this article. Uh, It's in the Business Times. The answer could be a dark lining to last week's silvery jobs report. The unemployment rate fell to 4.6 in November, the lowest since the financial crash of 2008. It's also within the range of what Fed policymakers call full employment. You know it's so funny the things that we let them get away with what does full mean to capacity to capacity right so in order to have full employment everybody that would want the job would need to be able to have one Take to assume right full full but that's not what the fed does no, we somehow allowed them to say anything under 5% is full employment. <laughs> so I guess it's almost full, not quite. And they give you all these reasons why, well, you know, people quit. People quit their jobs, and while they're looking for their next job, they're unemployed, and there's always so many of those. So, you know, we can never really get the full employment, and we want to use the word full employment so therefore, we're just going to use it, and we're going to say this is the number. But a recently updated study by Harvard and Princeton economists—and this is why I love it so much—where do most of the people from the Fed come from? The banking industry. Well, they the academic part of them. Oh, okay. Right? From the Ivy League school. The Ivy League, right? They went to Harvard. They went to Princeton. They went to Yale. They show that 94%, so I guess that's 1% away from the full employment, (laughs) 94% of the net job growth. That means the number of jobs created minus the number of jobs lost, okay, right, pretty simple. Okay. How many jobs did we create? How many jobs did we lose? The number that's left is the net job growth number. 94% of those jobs between 2005 and 2015 was what they called Alternative work. <laughs> That's a, What is alter? What could that be alternative work? What kind of work could that be? It's a big bucket that includes independent contractors, freelancers, temp agencies, on-call employees. And people who work for contract companies like janitors. No offense to janitors. Here's what they're saying. All of these jobs were temporary jobs. Freelancers, independent contractors. Right? That's the code word for what? I'm a... I work sporadically here and there. I get hired to do a job, and then I, I, it's over, and I got to find another one. Temp agency job.
0: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, champion of grassroots conservatism, and author of 27 books, including The Flip Side of Feminism A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family how the Republican Party became pro-life, and the supremacists, which uncovers the dangers of activist judges in our court system. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt.
3: Democrats no longer hide the advantage that early voting gives them. The left went pedal to the metal in an all-out blitz to turn out the early vote for Hillary, hoping to bank enough votes to overwhelm Donald Trump even before the polls opened on Election Day. Democrats made a special effort to win the swing state of North Carolina, where a federal court overturned needed election reforms passed by the state legislature and signed by the governor. It's time to enforce the federal law, which provides that federal elections take place in even years on the Tuesday after the first Monday in November, also known as Election Day. With a few exceptions for good cause, such as active duty military service, all votes should be cast in your home precinct on that one day all across America. The U.S. Constitution requires that the delegates to the Electoral College cast their ballots for president on the same day, which is the third Monday in December following Election Day. By requiring each state's presidential electors to meet on the same day at their respective state capitals, the Constitution prevents any state from interfering with another state's election process. We can all agree that no member of a jury should vote on guilt or innocence until all the evidence has been presented at a trial. By the same token, voters should not cast their ballots before the political campaigning is over. The integrity of elections is just as important as the universally accepted rules for jury trials, whereby jurors are asked to keep their minds open and withhold judgment until after closing arguments. Spreading out voting over an extended period of several weeks or even a month or more makes it impractical for poll watchers to monitor the voting for fraud. As you can imagine, internet searches for the phrase, can you change your early vote, spiked the day that the FBI reopened its investigation of Hillary Clinton. Voters should have the opportunity to hear all the information before they cast their ballots. Early voting should be replaced by traditional, informed voting on Election Day.
0: This has been the Fellowship Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Want to join in on the spirited debate over issues you care about? At EagleForum.org, strategists at Eagle Forum are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and more issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments to the blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio
2: News Hour. Just, It's really incredible data. I mean, they've got these, you know, and just like Janet Yellen and the Fed, they've got their own fancy little charts. You know, their old PowerPoints. They got bar graphs. They got pie graphs. I mean, you name it, they got it in here. All kinds of pretty pictures. And they went and they broke down the industry utilities, construction, manufacturing, wholesale trade, retail, uh, retail trade, transportation, and warehousing. IT or information, financial activities, professional and business, education and health, lifestyle and hospitality, other and public administration. And they even got these pretty colors in there, you know, multicolored charts, and every one of them with the exception of professional and business in construction and both of those just barely every other category i just named and these were all of the, these were all the categories so they took all the jobs that were created in the last 10 years and they put them into one of those buckets everyone but those two and those two I mean it was a couple of percentage points away. All of the growth came in the type of work I just described right where you're a, a independent contractor, a freelancer. you're working for a temp agency. You're an on-call employee, right? We know you call up, hey, I got any hours today? You got any hours this week? Am I working? Right? And you start thinking about all this great jobs number, and the Fed gets this data. They know this data. You're telling me we created almost no, almost none, full-time jobs in the last 10 years 94% of the growth of the job was in this new type of work one of the aspects that companies like about this is they have way more flexibility they staff up for a specific project or initiative without actually bringing on full-time workers. And the nice part, they don't have to pay them that health insurance either. They've also pushed on-demand scheduling for part-time employees. And I know this for a fact because Arlene was telling us. No, this is where you call in. Hey, do I, I? technically you employ me, but do I have any hours this week? Right, or they'll say, hey, we're going to put you on the schedule, but two hours before you come to work, you need to call us. And then we'll tell you whether or not you should come in. Ultimately, the new hiring architect makes payrolls more efficient for companies, but, per- but pushes the burdens onto the employees. They must deal with erratic income, childcare, and other scheduling issues. This practice has resulted in labor lawsuits, alleged wage theft. And you know what? Here's the reality. You want to know why 500,000 people disappeared from the workforce? Do you want to know why it was primarily all between the ages of 25 to 54? because they couldn't work that schedule. I'm better off not having a job at all and becoming a full dependent upon the government.
1: I want to share with you one thing. My, sure. my wife works for John C. Lincoln. And By the way, for those of you that don't know, huge hospital operator. Big right? network. Big, big, big. One of the biggest players healthcare-wise here in the Phoenix market, she has an associate that is quitting her job um, that is 36 hours a week because um, uh, she's going to lose her subsidies in 2017. So she just gave two weeks' notice because she's going to lose her subsidies. And I'm certain that uh, um, there's a lot of folks like that, that if you're part time and you're reaching a deadline or a date where you've been full time employed, well, whether you're getting housing assistance, um, food assistance, whatever it is, okay. So she was
2: going to. She was gonna. She had worked enough hours in the quarter where they would have had to make her a full time employee. She was a
1: full time employee.
2: Oh, she was.
1: She she got hired early, early in 2016. I'm talking, I think February. So they invested in training her, getting her up to speed, getting her to do all of these things that is back office work for a, a medical office. And all of a sudden it dawns on her after getting a letter that, hey, congratulations, you're graduating from this subsidies program. You'll no longer be receiving it because you make. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you she makes a lot of money. I think it's $14 an hour, you know, but at 36 hours a week. But you got also understand there's health benefits involved. There's, I mean, they've got benefits that my family personally benefits from, and that's not going to work. I I I need, I don't want to pay the full rent that I pay on my house. I don't want to pay my full car payment. Well, let me it's tell you right now. I don't. Right. I don't want to pay, or you know what? I can't. Or I can't. That's the question. That's the question here. And so you know, I, I will tell you this. You know, personal feelings aside, you know, the people that work around her are a bit disgusted. They're upset, right? It's upset. It, right? Yeah,
2: it's Wait a minute. You can. You,
1: you're. You could be gainfully employed. You
2: could be a productive member of society.
1: But she's going
2: to pass. It's incredible. It really is. Again, and it goes back to the whole Jack Jack Kennedy, the JFK. That's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And really, when you think about it, this needs to apply not only to the citizenry, but all of these companies as well. You know, and you start thinking about how is it if the unemployment rate Is down at 4.6%. We're technically at full employment. That retail sales, the the month of Thanksgiving, right, getting ready for the Christmas holidays is down. And they're going to raise rates. What do you think that's going to do? Is that going to make houses less expensive or more expensive? Is Let's... it going to make your automobile less expensive or more expensive? Is it going to make your minimum credit card payment less expensive or more expensive? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it just doesn't add up. the radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Do you wonder how many of the half a million people they stopped counting as in the unemployment rate last month were educated. Because you know what they said, right? we got to be better educated. The likelihood, you know, and I, before I read this, I'll, I'm going to preface this. Can you, do you think it's better? Do you? Really, you think that we're coming out of this? I want to ask you, and just think about this for a second, who's going to buy your 401k? Who's going to buy your IRA? Who's going to buy these houses? Who's going to buy these forty and $50,000 automobiles? Who's buying it all? The most likely answer would be what? The young working adults are going to be the ones buying it all. Right? Because that's how it's always been. The likelihood that young adults will earn more than their parents has plummeted in recent decades. And plummeted probably isn't a big enough word. The latest studies have found fueling concerns that the American dream is steadily upward mobility is floundering amid, amid a widening wealth gap. Listen, I've been talking about this for a long time. There's a, a few that, what, go from middle to upper. The vast majority of Americans are going the other way. There was an article, we didn't even do it, that came out a few weeks ago. Homer will remember this. Remember it said, what, over half of U.S. workers didn't get any raise last year? Remember that one?
1: It actually, it was more than half, yeah. It was more than right. half. Yeah, there was no, listen, their cost of living increase isn't happening.
2: It says just
1: over half,
2: or I'm sorry, not over, just half of Americans born in 1984 So let's see, that would make them 32, right? They're 30-somethings now. Earned more at the age of 30 than their parents did at the same age. (laughs) Listen, that's not adjusted for inflation. That's just flat out, when I was 30, this is what I made. And when my parents were 30, this is what they were made. You want to know what that number was in 1940? That number was 92%. In other words, in 1940, 92% of 30-year-olds made more money than their parents did when they were 30. And now they're saying the number's at half. Says the study found two reasons for the drop. Income inequality has widened so that even when the economy has grown, fewer Americans have actually received income gains that allow them to overtake their parents. Just what Homer and I were just talking about. Right? The Federal Reserve is going to come out and say, no, according to our numbers, the average hourly earnings went up. Yet more than half of the people in this country got no pay increase last year. Those are facts. It says an average annual economic growth Okay. The average annual economic growth has slowed since 1980 compared with the 35 years after World War II, right? And we're in this cycle now. And I keep trying to tell you and explain it to you and educate you. All as we've done during that time is blow up the debt. We tried to create economic prosperity through a printing press. And it, it worked for a little while. It worked for a couple of decades. It's not working anymore. Reviving the American dream of high rates of mobility will require economic growth that needs to be spread out more evenly. In other words, let's face it, right? We've shrunken the world. We formed all of these huge we changed all of these laws. Thousands and thousands of laws were struck down to allow for the mega corporation. Right? Whose only care in the world is what? Their stock price. Right? Could you imagine? Did you ever think Dow twenty thousand would feel this crappy? No, I mean,
1: who I mean that?
2: Right? We're allegedly well, we're not today because the Dow's down today. But you know, we're at near all time high. Yet most of the countries, like, uh right, we're excited about Dow, but that's about it. And let's face it, half the country's not excited about him. It says that the, uh, according to the numbers, they say that the economic growth would have to return to well over 4% annually from the roughly 2.2% pace that has prevailed since the recession ended. The last time the economy posted three percent growth for a full year was two thousand five. Who's gonna be buying it all? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Wednesday. By the way, the study said that if you were born into a middle-class family since 1970. Less than 45% of the children born since 1970 have done better than their parents. That means over 55% have done worse. And of course, this is exactly where we're at. And it's only getting worse. It's not getting better. Look at what they have to do to the jobs number just to get it to make it look good. And then, when you actually say, "Okay, well, what was the actual jobs created in?" and you take a whole decade, all of the job growth was what part-time work, contract work, temporary work, almost zero full-time jobs, almost zero. I mean, really, six percent—that's it. 94% was the other way? Of course, what does that tell you about the 40, 45%? That Is going to get even worse. Right? It's getting ready to what? Head to 40, 35, 30. A uh, quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow's down about 40 points right now. Uh, gold's up. I feel good about that. I told you that. I thought that yesterday. Gold's up $7, $1,164. Silver's up uh, $0.30 cents right now, $17.25. Uh, yesterday we ran twenty dollar liberties. When you pay by check for twelve seventy five, we didn't sell out, which I couldn't believe it. But we still have we have about fifteen or t- I think we maybe even twenty of them still left at twelve hundred seventy five dollars. So you're talking about twenty dollar gold pieces at about a hundred and what hundred and eleven dollars over spot price uh, at twelve seventy five. We have 2016 Silver Eagles, uh, 2016 Silver Eagles at $3.75 over spot, which is $4.20. Uh, if you want to buy or purchase and put your order in for 2017 Silver Eagles, uh, delivery time is about four to five weeks. Uh, you can start placing those orders. Those are at four twenty-five for a roll so uh u.s twenty dollar liberties 1275 got about 15 or 20 of those u.s silver eagles uh 420 unless you want twenty-seventeens, those are at 425 at 800 9510592 uh and by the way about two hours from now we will get word from the federal reserve uh my my Educated guess is we're going to raise a quarter of a point, and then they're going to be cautious, right? They'll go back to we'll be data dependent. Uh, we're not going to commit to how many more rate hikes are coming, if they're coming. That sort of speak, and I think that will uh, kind of—I don't know if that'll scare the market, or—but or, I know that it'll probably soften the dollar, which will be good for gold and good for silver. But you know, let's face it. I mean, yep, Donald Trump won the election, but guess what? Most people out there working are still working part-time crappy jobs. Right? What are the jobs that the report put in there? Uber. Right? That was one of the, the, the classifications for the freelance worker. Yes. It's taking people, drunk people, home from the bars. That's the new economy. 800 Zero five nine two. Everyone have a great day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.